and this idea of like just going through the motions. It's like, like, I, well, like I'm not feeling it today. Oh, we talked about that. I'm not feeling it today. Uh, yeah. And like, and like you just go in, okay, one of those days, if you're not feeling it, showing up is better than not showing up at all, yeah. but showing up and then knowing that if you're normally performing at a seven out of 10 and you're not showing it, you're not feeling it that day, maybe something's bothering you a little bit, maybe in your knee, we're talking about the shoulder being a little bit of an issue, get it addressed by the, your coach who's with you and trainer who's with you. Make sure that you're doing things properly with the right mechanics. See if you can get out of pain or out of that discomfort in that moment. But if not, it's okay. Give yourself the permission to back off. Yeah. Instead of being a seven out of 10, be a four out of 10. Yeah. Be a three out of 10. That's okay. Yeah. And that's how we make consistent changes over time. Because if you just, in that day, give yourself the permission to show up, but to back off a little bit, and then you actually end up feeling better because you allow your body to, to recover. You allow your body to go through the range of motion that you body should be going through then you find that the next time you can be one percent better than the last time you were there which is still an improvement yeah and then you continue to progress in that fashion every yeah. single time hey welcome back to the bent on better podcast it's matt and nick here and today well first of all how you how was your weekend nick how's your day how are you doing fantastic man Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Spent spent a lot of time with the family. Okay. You know? Family? Yep. Spent time with the and family, but spend time with the wife. You know, sometimes yeah. that's really just like spending that good quality time. Yeah. Mm. That's what it's lovely. That's what we last night, that's what we did. We yeah. had uh, just quality like date night. Um, we're actually watching Rent right now. The movie Rent. Um, <laughs> yeah. and by the way I believe you have my stapler. I, I have no idea. Is I mean, it? I haven't Is finished it yet. I have no idea. Oh, that's office space. I'm oh. thinking office space. <laughs> Not rent. Oh my gosh. So Everybody who's listening different. to this is going to be like, what yeah. is he talking about? Everybody's going to turn it off right now. Like, what? Like this <laughs> idiot. No. Yeah. Um, well, we're watching rent because there is a new movie on Netflix that just came out about the guy who like put together rent, like who, who wrote rent, the musical. So it's like the, the story of his story. Yeah. Um, and like Lynn's like, oh my gosh, I want to watch that. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know anything about it. Uh, and she's like, you know, this is the guy who wrote Rent. And like, you need to watch Rent. So you're like, what's like, Rent? I, I know what Rent is. <laughs> yeah. I know what it is. But like, I Rent's never. already do? <laughs> I never actually have seen it. I don't know anything about the story. I don't know. I don't know anything other than it's a musical. Yeah. So we put it on and we're like halfway through. Um, but dude, I was like falling asleep. It's so boring. <laughs> And this, and some people are gonna watch this, and they're gonna so comment below if you've seen the musical Rent, like actual musical, or if you saw the movie Rent. Not to be like, confused with Office Space. <laughs> yeah, not to be confused with Office Space. That's important. Uh, we're watching, but we had we decided to make it a date night. Our date night for us is like two days a week. We spend some quality time together. Um, after the boys go to sleep, we usually one of those nights we usually end up like ordering dinner and just eat in, like order take out and eat in. Um, nice. And that's kind of what we do. But we both got to celebrate our mom's birthday this weekend. Yeah, man. And it's, um, and it, oh my God, better mute hey. that. Better mute that. My goodness, I'm blowing up <laughs> over here. Um, so we're, we're, we're at an age now where our mom is at an age that, that is, well, let's just throw her out there. Our mom is 60. She Six turned zero, baby. 60 this weekend. And uh, we went out there to, down, she lives in, um, down by like Rehoboth Beach. So we took a two hour drive and both of us separately 
and didn't even see each other. Yeah, we didn't even, not even two ships passing the night. We were totally off. So off. Times that we went. I mean, we went earlier in the day because the boys have to get back for bed. And you went later in the day because you guys had work and things to get done in your day. It was dark. We were partying, man. (laughs) Yeah. That was when the the nightlife came out, right? Crazy life, I'm sure. Yeah, in that... I'm there, no middle of nowhere in Rehoboth area. Um, <laughs> but it was it was cool. But like the one thing that I, I think is like kind of a great segue for our topic today is is around this idea of like being in pain and movement and understanding pain. And when you deal with chronic pain, when you deal with injury pains, like those are important factors in talking about like a healthy healthy life, healthy body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And our mom is someone who. Like, I mean, for as long as I can remember back, she would wake up in the morning and do her stretches because she broke her back, yeah. right? Mom, she broke her back when she was young. She's mm-hmm. in her, like, I think in her 20s, broke her back, and um, and she had to, I mean, I don't know what she did to recover from that, but she now has gotten this routine of, like, always doing these, like, morning routine stretches, and um, I'm so glad that she does that every day. She would have never known and, right? that, she, that she hurt herself at right? such a young age, too. And you it's, know? but it's so crazy that, but from that moment for her, a lot of, a lot of her life took took back from her. I mean, she had she then had kids. She then had uh, so many other things to consider. Yeah. And uh, like you know, a family, and uh, you know, eventually started her own little business and everything else to consider. Then prioritizing your own health. But what I want to talk about is this idea of like understanding pain, where pain comes from, what it's what it's done to our bodies, what it does to our mental game, and um, and really just. Paint a better picture for people who are either in chronic pain, who have had injuries come up, whether they've broken their back on a ship, like that's what she was doing. She was on a boat, I think, boat. like going over yeah, like a speedboat and like broke her back, mm-hmm. um, and and just like addressing it because we we as coaches here at Bent on Better, like we have a wide wide audience, a vast audience of people ranging in age, in weight, in gender, in height, in and goals in uh, life experiences and in injuries and, and chronic pains. And it's yeah. important for us to address those things. So let's, so I'm going to pass it back to you and, and hear like, what are the things you deal with and, and what are some, where you want to go with it? Yeah. Well, it's funny. I think you, it's without even addressing it directly. I think you, you use that as a segue because you were thinking to yourself, at least I was that sometimes we almost, um, we, we associate age so like growing older with pain like somehow as we get older we're supposed to just inevitably have pain Mm -hmm. um and that you write things off as well this is what happens when you turn 30 40 50 60 right you use that age as almost like a i hate to say it but almost like an excuse um and the reality is you don't have to be in pain 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 is not a requisite for growing older right (laughs) that's good wait pain is not a requisite for growing older no not at all not at all um, it's, it's our perception sometimes of pain too, that can influence that. But I think it's important that we address right off the bat pain is not necessarily good or bad. No, I mean, inevitably we all experience it at some point in our lives. Um, some to some degrees more than others. And it's interesting how we can both, if you took a needle and you, you know, you pricked my thigh and I pricked your thigh to the same depth, to the same tension, everything is exactly the same from my the prick on my leg to your we're both going to experience different levels of pain, right? You may jump as a reflex. Sure. You might jump or something like that, but you may say, Oh, that felt like a, you know, on a pain scale, that that felt more like a one out of 10 on the pain scale where when you prick my leg, I might go, Oh man, that felt like a five out of 10. That was way worse. Um, 
and yet nothing changed. The you know the experiment was exactly the same. The pin prick was exactly the same. We're using different pins though, right? We're not uh, poking. Yeah, we're not going to share pins. Yeah, we don't share pins yeah, here. Good. We don't do that. <laughs> Especially we, after just now seeing some rent. Like yeah. I understand the story. Of, <laughs> yeah, like, interestingly, like, right? Yeah. So I haven't even seen it all, but I know <laughs> I know it's, where it's going. And so it's important to address with our members, we don't use the same pin. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't use the same pin. We don't use the same pin to prick everybody. No, we don't prick our members with pins. No, we pick but them we do needles. use the same assessment. <laughs> we do going. use the same assessment, though. We do use the same assessment. We, we start everyone off in the same way. Every single person who comes in starts with a full hour complimentary one-on-one, which yeah. is going through a full movement screen and then a full assessment of those baseline movements that we do every day here at Bent on Better. Yeah. And we're asking them every step of the way, are you experiencing pain? Are you experiencing discomfort? And if they are, that helps us. That's a signal, right? And so, and this is kind of what I was just mentioning. Pain we use as a signal. It's not necessarily good or bad. Um, and for folks who have long-standing injuries, so we would call, if you have a reoccurring injury in an area that you're, you commonly refer to as, oh, my bad shoulder, or oh, my bad knee, or my bad back, or something like that, we would typically just call that like chronic pain. Right? We're going to address it that way for now, for just the purposes of this podcast. Um, and it's interesting, chronic pain as a whole uh, isn't created equally either. So in other words, you may experience pain in that same knee, um, but for different reasons sometimes. Maybe some days it hurts you because you're going up the steps and you suddenly felt that pain in that knee again. Um, and then other days you just wake up, you roll out of bed and all of a sudden your knee hurts. You're like, what the heck? I didn't even do anything. I literally was sleeping. I was being a vegetable like all night. And I got out of bed and my knee was just killing me. Um, and so based on our past experiences, we can also have this influence over pain because, no, I shouldn't say because, part of these reasons we think are because of how we associate that pain to something we've done in the past. And so um, you might notice this sometimes if you're, let's say you have somebody with, um, we'll use the shoulder, we'll change, up the, we'll change up this topic. Let's say you have some shoulder pain. Every time you, you know, take a gallon of milk out of the fridge, you suddenly feel that sharp pain in your shoulder or something like that, okay? Whatever is going on, I'm not gonna diagnose you by the way, whatever is going on in that shoulder that may have been going on for some time, or maybe it just started up recently, but you're going to notice the more you do it out, all of a sudden this just hurts every time I take milk out of the fridge. And so this is what you're going to go and tell the medical professional or somebody who you go seek their advice. You're going to say, every time I take the milk out of the fridge, it hurts. Or every time I lift my arm this way, it hurts. Um, and so they'll do their part to try and figure out why it's happening. Uh, but you might notice that sometimes it hurts like more than other times. It's not that you changed the shoot. The gallon of milk might be getting lighter. You're drinking more milk over time, right? Maybe it's getting lighter and it's still hurting more or something like that. Um, so our previous experience with these injuries sometimes influences the level of pain we feel in those same events. It's our brain. It's our brain's way of telling us something. And when we listen to it, when we actually find out, okay, this is, I might need to get to the source of this. Whether this is a, a physical event, this is something I have to change mechanically. So to have proper mechanics, I know it sounds ridiculous, but to have proper mechanics when you take a gallon of milk out of the fridge, mm -hmm. sure, maybe that's the issue. Funny enough, that's not always the issue, but it might be the issue in this instance. Or maybe there's something else going on. Maybe there's something mentally going on. Maybe you know. Uh, that you've been, you, maybe you've been stressed a lot recently. You've been hiking your shoulders up to your ears. Maybe the weather's getting colder um, and you're doing a lot of shoulder hiking through the ears. So you're using those muscles a lot and they just need a bit of a break. And so that's their way of saying, hey, like we got to stop using these muscles so much right now. Um, maybe you are, um, maybe there really is, there's truly a, a deeper injury there that we don't know, we can't see. And we need to get further assessment. We need imaging to find out what that injury is or what it might be likely causing that pain. 
Um, that's another topic too. Yeah, I think things important. Yes, and and we're uh, yeah, it's all good. Um, well, I think it's important for us to um, to talk about how addressing those things in your day to day life. You said mechanics, right? Yeah. So mechanically speaking, and like this, let's like let's bring it down for everyone who's not really thinking the way we're thinking right sure. now, right? Not thinking in like a training gym philosophy. Like if if you bend down to pick something up. You're probably not thinking about how you're hinging over, how you're squatting down, how you're going through that mechanically. You're just going through the motion. And so for us here, we, we know that the, every single month when we write the new program, when we, when we progress our programs, like that's what we do. It's, it's individualized, professionally progressed strength training and fitness coaching. So like all that programming is starting at one point and then we progress it and we progress it and we progress it. So people who are coming in, as we've already started progressing the programs, we can regress it, we can change it back to make sure that it addresses everybody and it's important to mention it here. But mechanically, when you're going, th when you're going through these movements, we do them all the time here. Like even though we progress them and we regress them, it's the same foundational movements. It's how to squat properly without pain, how to hinge properly without pain, how to bend over and pick something up and pick it and put it down. Like that's, that's simple as it gets, yeah. right? So some people ask us like, well, why do you guys always do farmer carries? <laughs> or why do you guys always do deadlifts? Or why do we always do squats? It's like, well, tell me a day where you don't do a farmer carry or a deadlift or a squat in some way. There's a, an, and like, yes, it may not be with weights, right, right. but it's going to be that same kind of movement or it's going to be using the muscles that you're using for that movement in your daily life. And if you're not thinking mechanically outside of here, we want to, to be able to, we want to make sure people can brace properly, make sure people can understand the movement and that their bodies are well equipped and resilient enough to go through that movement. And yeah. that's why we do it here all the time. So we teach you the mechanics in the gym setting that can carry over to not have to think about mechanics so you're not dealing with pain later on. So yeah. that's the whole thing is get people out of pain and make sure that mechanically or not, we're getting you away from pain or understanding your body a little better so that you know that if there is a pain, then you can change that mechanically or change that um, logistically of like how you're addressing it and what you're doing mm -hmm. and then go forward with hopefully without pain. Yeah. It's, you know, I'll use a, a story that's actually something that's happening, something that happened today. Someone who I'm training right now, uh, and we're, we're talking about concepts and kettlebells. So learning how to take these big bulky kettlebells and, and not necessarily throw them around like we're juggling them or anything like that, but how to maneuver them into positions so that you can hold them in different ways and, you know, carry them, walk them around or press them or push them away from your body in some way. And so one of these movements is called a clean, a kettlebell clean. You take the kettlebell from the floor in some kind of fashion and you bring it up to what we call the top rack position. So if you're listening to this, you're not visual. If you're listening to this, imagine picking up a, um, let's say a gallon of milk from the ground and then holding it right in front of your shoulder, uh, but in a way that it kind of gets cradled into your arm so that it kind of rests in your arm. So that movement requires you to, to be able to, to project this force up to your shoulder, but to maneuver in a way that it doesn't land down on your arm and bruise your arm in any kind of way. So you have to safely get that kettlebell from the floor up to this, what we call the top rack position. And the person who I'm training is saying, wow, you know, I'm getting these bruises on the back of my arm. I'm getting bruises in different spots of my body. Um, and I, and I said to this person, there was a time when I was also learning this and I also had to deal with some of these bruising events and all I said, well, it's interesting when, not that I want you to be in pain or discomfort or hurt yourself in any way. I don't want to bruise you, but inevitably when we're learning some of these techniques, we might experience some discomfort. 
and our body has these really brilliant ways sometimes of avoiding discomfort, right? So we're either gonna learn to compensate and make a really nasty looking movement that doesn't work mechanically and might even hurt us, or we're gonna go the opposite direction where we avoid it, as long as we're staying safe, right, under the proper guidance, we're gonna learn how to maneuver it without hurting that same spot again. So you're gonna learn to either be gentler or slower with some of these movements. And so if you come back to your example of bending over to pick something up, maybe before you go to pick up that, um, that pen that you dropped on the floor, you stop and you say, wait a minute, how can I apply something I learned from the gym or from Bent on Better to what I'm about to do right now? You pause, you go, okay, there's an object on the floor and it's right between my legs. How do I go to pick it up? Maybe you try a few different things because you're not under the watchful eye of any of us trainers, right? You say, oh, let me try a squat. Okay, now let me try a lunge or let me try a deadlift. <laughs> you try them all out and you go, that one felt the best. And then you start to apply that sometimes to other things that you're doing throughout the day. That's fun. That's cool because you get to like do these things on your own. But that's kind of this concept that you just brought up of resilience, right? You get to experiment with these different things using the same muscles that we're teaching in these mechanics, but maybe just in slightly different positions. Uh, and and I, so I just wanted to kind of come back to what you were saying there and, and elaborate on it a little bit more. Um, but we're, right before that, we were talking about pain as a guide and that sometimes it can be good and sometimes it, it can be bad. And so and when it's bad in those instances when it's not guiding into a good, good direction, oftentimes it's because we don't have that watchful eye. So you get hurt and all of a sudden, let's say, again, you take the shoulder, for example, you hurt the shoulder. Maybe you start to pull it in close to your rib cage and hold it in tight because it's, it's hurting you that much that everything you do throughout the day, if your arm isn't in that position, it's bound to find a, a different position where it gets hurt. So you start to pull it in and tighten it up. And then guess what? That over time, that compensatory movement or, or lack of movement can start to compound and cause more pain in the shoulder. Mm. And even though you think you're protecting it, not moving it and not exposing it to some of those other motions and healthy joint motion is actually hurting it, yeah. but it's not your fault. You just think that you're, you're trying to protect it, right? Give it the rest that it needs, keep it out of pain so that we can rest it and then maybe try again some other day. When in reality, we need to figure out what that pain was trying to tell us and go through those motions in a better mechanically. So we would also call that a functional movement, something that's less dysfunctional, not healthy function. Right? I like it. I want to jump in here and, go for it. and talk about, but let's talk about the, the healthy aspect of it. So with pain and talking about pain as like a signal from our brain saying that something's going on, right? So there's also the pain of like discomfort and there's the pain of like fatigue, yeah. right? So like people identify sometimes they call that pain. We wouldn't call that pain. We would call that discomfort, fatigue, <laughs> yeah. like th those things we want to address. Yeah. And those things are actually good in terms of in the fitness setting. Right, so we want failure here at the gym. We want you to fail. We want you to fail well. We want you to fail often in terms of weightlifting and in terms of moving things around and going through your body weight movements, your kettlebell movements, your dumbbell movements, your barbell movements, whatever it is. We want to make sure you're hitting a pain, a, a, a point of pain-free fatigue or pain-free um, discomfort. But the discomfort needs to be the awareness of this is something different than my body's being used to. Mm -hmm. And that's where the big progress makes, tends to happen. A lot of people get caught up in this idea of like, I just need to go through the motions and be done. Like we talked about this in the previous episode, like workout yeah. versus training. If you just go through your motions every single day, uh, let's say you're someone who, we have one of our members who um, is always, always uses, who always uses tens. 
always she always uses tens. It's 10 always pounds. been her thing. Ten pounds, yeah, ten pound yeah. dumbbells, mm-hmm. and always do things. Whether she's doing uh, bent over rows, whether she's doing a bench press, whether she's doing uh, single arm, two arm, uh, she's doing maybe RDLs with the ten pound dumbbells. Maybe she's doing squats with ten pound dumbbells. She's doing lots and lots and lots of different variations with ten pounds. Ten pounds is like her go to normal. It's, and and what happens is she goes through the motions with the tens all the time. Your body gets used to it, right? Your body gets used to it, and then you don't feel the pain, don't feel the discomfort. You just look to get sweaty. Yeah. If, if even that. Um, and the problem is that when people talk to us about needing to make a change in their bodies, when they talk about everyone's here for changing their body in some way composition-wise, whether it's getting stronger, um, developing lean body mass, which is also known as toning mm-hmm. or tightening, right? The lean body yeah. mass is toning, it's toning up or tightening up. Um, that's a big, big factor there. Or reducing your body fat, like getting rid of body fat. That's also terms of losing weight. You want to get rid of body fat. Yeah. And so when people come in here, we need, they need, we need to make sure, and this is for everybody, whether you're coming in here or not, as long as you're doing things with the proper mechanics and you're doing things in a way that's going to keep you safe, you do want to feel that fatigue, the soreness, the tiredness, the discomfort in your muscles, not in your joints necessarily, in your muscles, yeah. going through the range of motion that we're talking about because that's the benefit of, of the signals. The signals are there to, to make you aware. Yeah. And so if you're going through those things, a lot of people will get stuck at those signals and then they stop because they've been dealing with pain for so yeah. long and they get caught up in this idea it's of frightening. thinking they think it's pain. They think, yeah. they think those signals that they're getting, they're being read in their brain and, and, and understood as pain versus it's, it's actually discomfort. It's a good thing. It's failure. It's a good thing. It's fatigue. It's a good thing in terms of keeping you safe and make sure you're doing things correctly with good form and good mechanics. But that's how the biggest progress gets made. You don't, there's a reason for why you see these really muscular people and human beings in the world, whether they're doing bodybuilding or whether they're just exercising a lot or whether they're doing CrossFit or whether they're doing strength training like we do. Like people look at us and they see us lifting weights that we do and they're like, oh my God, I could never do that. Like, oh my God, that's so much weight. It's like, well, first of all, like let's change your mindset. Like you can do that. Yeah. Whatever it is, you can. It's just maybe not right now. Yeah. And the reason why we're doing it is because we've grown to the part of a point of, for ourselves in our training that we understand discomfort. We understand fatigue. We understand failure as a good thing. And so we have to push to those points. We have to push to the discomfort in our muscles. We have to push to the, fail, the failure in our muscles or the, to the fatigue and to try to aim for failure. And that's where the big progress happens. It's because we're pushing our bodies past what they're used to so they can then heal and become stronger than what they were. Yeah. And there are different there are different iterations of that. So I think one of the most classic examples over the summer or over even in the fall we start to hear gardening or yard work, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, right? Yeah. 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 It's funny. As soon as I said that, you're like, oh, dude, your eyes lit up. So we we classically we have a lot of folks who will come in here and tell us that you know they they did a lot of yard work this weekend and and they st- they almost started by saying my knee hurts. Okay, why does your knee hurt? Well, you know I did a lot of yard work this weekend. And yeah. They start to get into it and you yeah. and you almost could stop them right there and say, okay. So you were, you were exposing your body to something that maybe it wasn't quite used to, or just the sheer volume of what you did was just a little bit too far outside of your, your norm, right? And so when that happens, when those times come up, this is why it's so important that when you're training, you are pushing some of those discomfort boundaries. We don't want to push you to pain. And so when you're feeling those, those signals, it is important. If you're not sure what they're trying to tell you, talk to somebody, talk to somebody who's experienced, who knows how to differentiate those signals so that you can better maneuver what you're going through. If you, if you think your discomfort 
is just discomfort. It's actually pain, like sitting inside of your hip or something. You've got this deep pain in your hip. And you're like, well, that's, this is what they're talking about. Discomfort, right? This is uncomfortable. I don't feel very good. This is uncomfortable, but uh, I'll keep going anyway. No, maybe, maybe clear it up. Take that time to clear that up with the, the folks who you're with. Um, but anyway, so, so going back to this idea of gardening and, and yard work, think about even if you're using the proper mechanics to um, you know, kneel down, dig up some weeds, and then stand back up and take those weeds over to a wheelbarrow where then you have to lift, you have to deadlift essentially the wheelbarrow into position and carry it over to the whatever. So that's a lot of volume already right there. And just one set of what you just did, yeah. that would be the equivalent of picking up a dumbbell off of the ground loading it into something else that you're then going to deadlift and walk over to the side of the gym, put it down and then do the same thing. But most folks, when they're doing weeds are doing hundreds of weeds, yeah. right? They're doing hundreds of reps. And so it's no question that you're going to probably feel a little bit of discomfort. And so use the same mindset you have when you're training, when you feel discomfort, even though you might feel like you have to get that task done, your yard work has to get done. I got family coming over. I got to have a beautiful yard. They can't look, they're going to, what are they going to think of me when they see a dirty <laughs> yard? You know? Well, to that, I would say maybe you should manage your time differently. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but really though, um, it's important to dose your everyday life the same way you would dose your training in the gym. Um, understand those boundaries. And when you're getting the signals, take the time to back off, get a sip of water, treat it exactly like you would if you were training in the gym. Yeah, that's good. And that's, I mean, I love it. And like, so let's think about the other benefits of understanding these things. And so another benefit of understanding the pain and, and whatnot is that you'll be able to pull yourself back. And so the, the discomfort we talked about and the fatigue that we talk about, understanding those and knowing your body to where you fitigued in the past. So keeping record of it, um, make, like being mindful about it, either keeping record of like literally writing it down, which is why we love doing our PR weeks here, our personal record weeks is because you can then know where you hit the greatest amount and then back off from there and train at a level that's close to it, but lower than that of what knowing what your high capacity is. And that way we're making progress so that every three months when we do it, you're seeing progress in strength and resilience in stamina and yeah. endurance and in, in all the other factors that we consider here when you're training and what, what we're doing, right? We're, we're trying to build healthy human beings and help people live a healthy, pain-free life. And, and it happens to be that a lot of our members come to us in pain, either because of other workout places or other lifestyles or other um, um, injuries that have come up in their lives. So a benefit though is understanding where your body um, hit the fatigue before and then working to that spot again and trying to nudge yourself just one little one point higher, mm -hmm. right? I always talk about like 1% better. If you get 1% better every single day, you're, you're every single day, like based on the previous days, you're always going to be improving in just a little bit. And it's just a little bit. That's all it is. Small steps to make big changes, small yeah. steps over a long period of time to make bigger changes. And sometimes we get too caught up in, in this idea of like just going through the motions. It's like, like, well, like I'm not feeling it today. Oh, we talk about that. I'm not feeling it today. Uh, yeah. And like, and like you just go in, okay, one of those days, if you're not feeling it, showing up is better than not showing up at all, yeah. but showing up and then knowing that if you're normally performing at a seven out of 10 and you're not showing it, you're not feeling it that day, maybe something's bothering you a little bit, maybe in your knee, we're talking about the shoulder being a little bit of an issue, get it addressed by the, your coach who's with you and trainer who's with you. Make sure that you're doing things properly with the right mechanics. See if you can get out of pain or out of that discomfort in that moment. But if not, it's okay. Give yourself the permission to back off. Yeah. Instead of being a seven out of 10, be a four out of 10, Yeah. be a three out of 10. That's okay. Yeah. And that's how we make consistent changes over time. Because if you just, in that day, give yourself the permission to show up, but to back off a little bit, 
and then you actually end up feeling better because you allow your body to to recover. You allow your body to go through that range of motion that your body should be going through. Then you find that the next time you can be 1% better than the last time you were there, which is still an improvement. Yeah. And you continue to progress in that fashion every yeah. single time. And you know, it, you just brought up a really brilliant point too. When you're, when you, maybe those days that you're not feeling it, maybe part of that is due to, you're also feeling a lot of muscle soreness too. You can feel very sluggish. You can feel like you're on a different planet sometimes with muscle soreness, man. The gravity just feels like it works on you way more than it's working on Susie Joe over there, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so taking your joints through that range of motion without as much resistance or without any resistance, sometimes just completely unloading those joints is a great way because move through that range of motion now without any loading, whew, you're going to feel great. You're going to get to stretch those muscles. And guess what? When you're stretching those muscles and when you're moving your joints through those ranges of motion, you're pushing around some of those fluids, some of those, that aftermath of the, the workout, the training that causes that muscle soreness. That is literally on a cellular level that is like toxic to your muscles. And so no wonder it feels that way. It's your immune response. That's your body trying to get rid of some of that crud that you just kicked up from all that work. So you have to kind of usher it along. And those movements, movement-based recovery, it works beautifully in addition to hydration and mm -hmm. proper dieting, right? And sleep. And sleep, huge. Mm -hmm. Your body goes through a great deal of recovery because it has the opportunity to when yeah. you're sleeping. Um, it helps usher on, things along. Yeah, let's do, let's do it. Let's let's talk. Let's dive into this now too. So, why we prioritize sleep as part of your foundation, and for people to understand, we're gonna make this super brief. But I think it's important because it's a big takeaway, and like I want to make sure we give everyone who's watching and who's listening a really valuable piece of nugget. So think of it like this: um, if you were to I think of a good analogy here, um, with how sleep helps our body with recovery versus like trying to take naps. Um, and, or like just like not getting enough sleep and still pushing, um, it would be, it would be like, oh, here we go. It's like driving your car to and from the, like, so we're here in Westchester, right? If you're driving your car to and from New York city, it's a few hour drive, right? That's going to take a while. You can get it done in a day. You can get there and back in a day. You can do that. You can do that each day. You can do that Monday through Friday. You could drive back and forth, commute there, commute back. You can totally make that happen. Yeah. You can do that for a long period of time. Um, but if you keep doing that on your car. And like, and like, let's compare it to, so like your body is the car and the, the commute is your workout. Let's compare it to, man, that's, that's super loud. I can't believe they're, so I was trying to get it done before. Uh, right now we're vacuuming. And so if you hear some in the background, the vacuum is going out there. Um, so the car is your body. Um, your workouts are the commute. The gas is like your food and your water. Okay. So like you'll see you're, you're still gassing up. Um, and you even, you're even like oiling, right? you're even putting oil in there, you're even checking your oil, right? That's, we call that the hydration. Okay. So food is the gas, oil is the water. I'm making this whole thing. This is going to be, this is going to be beautiful. Ready for this? You're setting this up. This is so good. So you can commute back and forth as much as you want. You're, you're, you're putting miles and miles and miles on your car. You can keep going, but eventually your car is going to break down because you're not giving your car the opportunity to, to sleep. Right, so our bodies need to sleep and need to repair. So our bodies get repaired every night. That's the cool thing about our bodies compared to cars is that if you can give it enough sleep, and like enough is is a very broad term, but enough realistically for an adult, for an active adult, it needs to be seven to nine hours. Seven to nine hours. The people who come in here say they do six hours of sleep and they feel great about six hours of sleep. That's great if you're not working out. That's great if you're not training every yeah. consistently three days a week or more. Three days a week is consistent. Three days a week of training is consistent. But if you're not taking care of your body the way you take care of your car, like if you do a lot of driving, you would take your car into the shop, 
how often maybe to get your their tune up for your you have to get the tune up with the rotating the tires make sure the air pressures are all there make sure that all the gauges are working working correctly making sure that your systems are running the belts are all good the belts right? are all good all the things. air the airflow um, filters are all good like you have to get all that stuff done and you take the two mechanics to do all that stuff and the mechanic takes care of all that stuff so if you're driving super frequently you probably go to the mechanic more frequently right if you're doing it more frequently you probably go to the mechanic more frequently you would think so. The same thing with fitness. The same thing with our health is if you're if you're frequently working working out or training three days a week or three days a week or more, that's more than that's more than a half hour per day. That you need to focus on sleep, and sleep is going to be the big factor for helping keep your body out of pain because your body can then recover while you sleep. Your body does all the repairing of all those tissues, all the damaging stuff that we just talked about that you do in your training by pushing to failure, by pushing to fatigue. Pushing with that discomfort, understanding discomfort, as long as it's not in pain, your body can heal in your sleep yeah. over time. And if you give your body that time, it will. I know we can go into a zillion different directions here, even including talking about hormone regulation too. About how briefly how bring it up. This can, is important. Let's get it. Right? Let's get it. Well, so let's people. keep this. We'll keep this on the on this more of a superficial level here. So we we have some of the. Let's just put it this way: when we're training. We have hormones that are circulating through our body that help us get that done. They help us get that work done. Just like the same idea as when you're driving, you have to stay alert. You've got some hormones that are circulating through your body that are helping you stay alert and make sure that you can look all these different directions and keep your eye on all the rear view mirrors. Maybe and drink some caffeine while you're driving to stay, stay alert. Right. Right. Oh, shoot, even more hormones. There you go. Yeah. You're drinking caffeine, you're going to release some more hormones because of that too. So anyway, when those things are circulating through your body, you have to have mechanisms in place to help sweep them out, right? You've created a lot of dirt. We got to sweep some of those hormones back out to allow our body to come back down, parachute back down to a state of recovery. That's good. And if we don't, if we keep that, as you put it, the analogy of the car just continuously running, it's going to wear down faster mm -hmm. and it's probably going to have even worse problems because of it. Things that you might, wouldn't, might not have even expected. Um, and that can be in a lot of different ways too. Mental breakdown, physical breakdown, limited, right? All these different avenues. Uh, and this is why I wanted to stay a little bit more superficial, not get too deep, because this could be like a podcast in each direction. Um, but sleep allows you to regulate those hormones even more so than you can do if you were to just come in, train, and move. We, we were just talking about the benefits of getting active recovery, so moving around, but also just take some time to rest, yeah. sleep, and good sleep, quality sleep, not just napping. Napping can help, yeah. but it's not going to solve the problem. Short-term fix. It's like It's yeah. like a... It's like throwing some oil into your already used oil without like, changing it. Without changing it, that's yeah, kind of what napping does a, for you. That's actually not like, a bad. It'll analogy. help. Like, it'll, sure, it'll help. short term, yeah, yeah, it'll help, but it won't do a long term help. Yeah. And so, um, hey, well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. You, they want to get in here? Okay. I'm yeah. Just saying, why did you do it in Bali? Oh, okay. But yeah. I didn't want to that's yeah. That's fine. Like, hold on. Yeah, give us a minute. We'll, we'll wrap it up. Okay. Yeah. So have a walk. We can walk around a bit. Want to take a break? Well, this is good. Break? Well, we, yeah, we can do a commercial break and come back. Um, that's that's fine. I think it's important. I mean, we're we're hitting a pretty good mark right now. This is a pretty good episode. Yeah. Um. Well, what other what other things do we want to talk about before we before we get it on? Yeah. This on? this conversation started out as talking about pain mm -hmm. and understanding, and so we've brought up a lot of points that are relative to pain. And I hope the point that comes across in this podcast. And maybe we have a follow-up to this one too, but I hope some of the points that come across is that pain is multifaceted. There's a lot going on and we can't just narrow it down to this joint hurts, therefore it will always hurt or I'm, it's meant to hurt because I'm this old or whatever because I've injured it in this way. Nice. There is no, you are never, oh man, here's a strong Go powerful statement. Say Ready it. for this one? Yes. If you're listening to this, take notes. If you're not driving, if you're driving, just remember this one. 
okay? When you have pain, you are not broken. You are not broken. <laughs> I, could, I could end it right there. You're not broken. There is always, always a way to maneuver that pain to find some sort of solution. It may not be the exact solution you thought it might be, like X pain here means that the solution has to be no pain there. It might be a little bit different than that. We might need to look at it differently or, or take different approaches. But it's so important to understand that just because you have pain in that joint at this point in time in your life or in that month, whatever, doesn't mean that you're destined to have that for the rest of your life. You can fix it. You can. I, I just kind of want to leave it there. That's a good one to leave yeah. on. That's great. So look, if you're hanging out with us on YouTube, thank you for hanging out with us. Make sure you leave us a, a comment in the comment section. Like, what are you dealing with? I want to know. Maybe we can help you. Uh, maybe we can't. Maybe we'll find you right, the right place and person in your place who can. But comment below. Let us know what you've been dealing with. What have you overcome? What are, the, what are, the, what are the challenges that you have right now with your pain, with your physical limitations that you have? What are they? Comment below. And if you're listening to us on any podcasting platform or on YouTube, make sure you give it a five star. Give us a, give us a good rating. And leave us a review because it helps a lot. And, uh, well, I mean, why not? Come on. Help us out. <laughs> so uh, with that, make sure you reach out to us at Bent on Better. You can reach either of us. Matt. M-A-T-T at bentonbetter.com or Nick, N-I-C-K at bentonbetter.com. Send us an email if you have any questions, if you have anything you want to get started because we're here ready to help and um, depending on when this comes out, we may very well be into uh, a brand new time where people are ready to get change, change their life. So whatever time of the season it is for you, when you're ready to change your life, reach out. We're here to help out. For now, we'll talk to you, we'll talk to you later. All right? Bye. Yeah.